0: Negative thinking is a major problem because you've got to to get control of this. You actually can control what this does. No one else is in charge. If the devil is in charge, it's because you gave him permission. You allowed him in. If God is operating up there, it's because you gave him permission. You allowed him in. It's, It's a very... Listen to me. It's not a magic trick, man. If you want to be successful, You have to get control of this. Like I was telling her earlier, look, you can eradicate negative thinking from your life. Now, it's not going to say you're not going to ever have a negative thought. That's not human. I have them, but I don't have them nowhere near as frequent as I used to because I learned what they are, how they work. I get rid of them. I don't have time for you. I'm on a positive track. I got things I'm trying to accomplish. I'm trying to be successful and I'm trying to be happy. If you're trying to be successful or happy, you have no room for negativity. The best way to mask yourself from negativity every morning is to start with gratitude. I'm telling you, man, it's a very simple process. Now, there are some books that you can buy. There's Norman Vincent Peale's The Power of Positive Thinking. It's a very old book. It's only in paperback. It's called The Power of Positive Thinking by Norman Vincent Peale. I read this book when I was 20. It started the process to change in my life. Then I read a book called The Magic of Thinking Big. It's by David Schultz. This just trains you how to think big. You know, it doesn't take any more brain power to think big than it does small. Big thinking gets rid of negativity. Dreams and visions gets rid of negativity. But you've got to remember, man, that you operate. When you pray, God ain't the only one here to pray. The devil is listening to him. So his job is to dissuade you. His job is to keep you off track devil ain't got but one job he don't want you to be successful he don't want you to discover your dreams. he don't want you talking to god so he get busy he get busy he busy man he send people your way all the time he all over the internet he all over social media the devil got imps he got people work for him all the time all they do is just do what he say say something funky about her yeah. but you can control this part now what you cannot do is bury yourself By using your success compared to other people. See, because here's the danger. Let me teach you this. Success is not how far you got. Because, see, you're going to be disappointed all the time. Because somebody always further than you. So now you'll forever be disappointed. Success ain't how far you got. Success is how far you got from where you started. That's your success. That's yours. You can be successful. But if you constantly looking at somebody else, if I look at Oprah money, I start feeling bad about me. Because I ain't got Oprah money. My Oprah got billion dollars. I don't have nowhere near no billion dollars. But you mean to tell me that I ain't smart enough to go. The daily you have to prime
1: yourself. You have to do something for 10 minutes minimum. If you don't have 10 minutes, you don't have a life and ooh, that's so good i mean i just like you've got to do it right that's
2: good if you don't have 10 minutes you don't have a life to give to priming yourself that's right you don't if have you a life, want a prime
1: it... life you want a beautiful life yeah. and a beautiful
2: family oh, i'm so, i'm so, I, I i love that you
1: said first time i wake up in the morning yeah this, people always ask me how do you so up all the time but part of it is i attend all these seminars you know yes. i teach all this but the real reason is you prime yourself i prime myself that's what i've done for years it's like i change my body this radical breathing pattern or movement there's yeah. many ways to do it but then I do it through 10 minutes. And I do, it usually goes more because I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But 10 minutes is how I get myself to do it. Three and a half minutes of pure gratitude about three things. And I pick one of those three to be simple. Because I don't want to be the astronaut that, you know, he went to the moon. That was his idea of adventure. And then they all come back and were depressed because what do I do for the rest of my life? Yeah. Yes. So the wind in my face, you know, my children's faces, um, anything. And the reason for gratitude is the two emotions that mess us up the most are fear and anger. Yeah. And you can't be grateful and fearful simultaneously. They don't go together. And you can't be angry and grateful simultaneously. So if you literally start your day cultivating that, this part is talking about creating a highway to happiness. Yeah. And then I do three minutes of my three to thrive. What are three outcomes and results I'm really committed to? And I see them as done and fulfilled. And in oh, 10 minutes, that day? Uh, I usually look at something at six months to 12 months out. Wow. Something that's a little okay. bigger. And then but I feel is fulfilled and done, and I get thanks for it. And you're at the end of those 10 minutes and usually it's 15 or 18 for me. I am so wired. Now I've done that for years. It's been the basic. What's different with suffering is measuring it moment to moment over. And then the third one for me is, okay, how do I love more? It's love to me is an action. if not a word, not an emotion. It's like if you love, you act accordingly. So love and what can I do in a loving way? And what can I be grateful for? And that little three step process ends the suffering.
2: Seventy percent of the time, people live in stress, and living in stress is living in survival. Now, all organisms in nature can tolerate short-term stress. You know, a deer gets chased uh, uh, by a pack of coyotes. When it outruns the coyotes, it goes back to grazing and the event is over. And the definition of stress is when your brain and body are knocked out of balance, out of homeostasis. The stress response is what the body innately does to return itself back to order. So you're driving down the road, Someone cuts you off, you jam on the brakes, you may give them the finger and then you settle back down and the event is over and boom. Now everything's back back to normal. But what if it's not a predator that's waiting for you uh, outside the cave? But what if it's your coworker sitting right next to you and all day long you're turning on those chemicals because they're pushing all your emotional buttons. When you turn on the stress response and you can't turn it off, Now you're headed for disease because no organism in nature can live in emergency mode for that extended period of time. It's a scientific fact that the hormones of stress downregulate genes and create disease, long-term effects. Human beings, because of the size of the neocortex, we can turn on a stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible that our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes.
1: All of you have targets, things that you're after. If you're gonna get a new result, if you're gonna grow your business, if you're gonna be able to support your mom, if you're gonna get rid of the anxiety, if you're gonna be able to overachieve and not have all that fear inside of you, you obviously need to get a new result You're going to have to get new action. We all know that. You don't get new results with old action. What human beings can do is amazing. What they will do is usually disappointing. It's not because we're not capable of it. It's because we don't have new actions because we get in certain emotional states that dominate us, like anxiety, like fear of failure. So if you're in a state of fear, you're going to behave very differently and get very different results than if you were in a place of being courageous or bold or warm or connected or playful, any of those. So the most important key to changing your life in any situation is to change results, you got to change behavior. But to change behavior, you got to change the emotional state you're in.
3: The fact is this. You are playing the program 95% of the day, meaning your life is a printout of your program. Anything you're struggling to try to accomplish, whether it's health or love, relationships, whatever it is, If you're struggling, it represents a simple fact. Your subconscious programming doesn't support that conclusion. So the fact is, what are my programs? Look at your struggle. And wherever you're struggling, the struggle is not because the universe won't provide for you. The struggle is an internal job. The struggle is you're trying to overcome previous programming that prevents you to go to that destination. So the wonderful part about this understanding is you don't have to, to review your life. You can look right now. At this one moment, just look in your head and say, What are the things that I keep trying to get? And they, they seem to be elusive. I can't get them. They're always out of reach. I say the the universe is not holding back. It's your own invisible subconscious behavior. And once you understand where the issues are, you start to really focus on the point that it's not the universe that's providing the trouble it's myself you have the first inclination the first idea the first understanding of how to change your life because now you know exactly what issue is confronting you you can change the programming you can rewrite your subconscious programs if you took the wishes and desires of the conscious mind and use that as a program to put the beliefs into the subconscious mind, it's the most exciting and liberating thing you can ever do in your life. You know why? Because once it's in the subconscious program, 95% of the day without you even thinking about it, your mind will take you to that direction. And that is your freedom.
4: I define concentration as the ability to keep that awareness on one thing for a prolonged period of time. So if I can keep my awareness on Eric and not drift away and think about the wedding, or drift away and think about the vacation, or what I'm gonna do later, then I'm concentrating on Eric. Every time it drifts away, I bring it back. And the more I practice this, the more I practice concentration. So concentration is the ability to keep your awareness on one thing for a prolonged period of time and it's a very simple definition of concentration how do you get better at concentration? you practice this you practice this 24 hours a day, 7 days a week and it's the only way to get good at it and what's the best way to practice it? the best way to practice it is to integrate it into everything that you do in your life not to meditate 10 minutes in the morning it doesn't work you really need to look at your life the same way a sprinter in the Olympics looks at his life You've all heard of Usain Bolt, the man that won the gold medal twice, two Olympics in a row, broke the world record. I don't know anything about him, to be honest. But if I was looked at him, I would assume he goes to the gym, right? If you look at him, he's pretty ripped. He obviously sprints, he practiced running, probably does a lot of long distance. He probably does a lot of stretching as well. I'm sure he gets massages. He looks like he eats the right kind of food. drinks the right amount of water, takes vitamins. His whole day is so disciplined, for what? To prepare him for 9.57 seconds. I think that's what the world record is, right? 400 meters, 9.5 or 9.57 seconds. His whole day is preparing him for that short time. Not the other way around. A lot of people say, you know what? I need to be more concentrated. So you know what? I'm gonna meditate in the morning. I'll sit down for two minutes. Okay, now I'm Zen master. And the remaining 23 hours and 58 minutes, they just go about being ordinary and crazy. How does that work? How would you change? It's not balanced at all. So for 23 hours and 58 minutes, you are not being concentrated. You allowed your awareness to jump from one thing in your mind to another thing, to another thing, to another thing, to another thing in an uncontrolled way. What would you be good at? The best way to do it is pick a few opportunities in your everyday life. For example, we all speak with people. When I speak with somebody, I give them my undivided attention. I keep my awareness on them and the conversation is really brief. Why? Because we're concentrated. We're not being distracted. A ten-minute conversation normally just takes three minutes because you're just so focused. And out of a prolonged concentration comes the wonderful power of observation You just become more observant and when you become more observant you see solutions quicker and you solve things quicker and it's a wonderful powerful feeling when somebody is concentrated on you and not being distracted
2: the only way to break a habit you guys is not to deal with the triggers you're never gonna get rid of the stress in your life but you can 100% change your pattern of avoiding work it's this fear of
3: discomfort people have this extreme feeling in their mind uh... when it comes to their associations with exercise
4: that's one of the, my first feeling that i could hit the ball from any part of the court and feel like i could do it with closed eyes and make it and know exactly where it's going
3: it made an impression on me and since then for the past thirty three years i've looked in the mirror every morning and asked myself if today were the last day of my life would i want to do what i am about to do today?
1: if you and change yourself according to thinking that, Oh, I'm going to a different country or, you know, I need to please, or I need to, um, not be alien enough or you're overthinking it.
3: So that's that one voice. This other voice that we walk very far away from is the voice saying, Hey man, you ain't doing shit. So what you have to do first is turn up this voice over here. The voice saying things to you that aren't nice. Your body is like a race car that you can juice up yourself. Like you can add the fat tires. You can add the improved suspension. You can beef up the horsepower in the engine. You can do all that yourself.
1: You have to be open to understand and accept the fact that you won't know everything. Okay. And people won't know everything about you. So it's an education I'm enjoying so much. You have to accept your uniqueness. Yeah, I want to do things that people are like, "Oh, she's doing that." To i look for things like that whether it's acting producing i don't know what it'll be
2: sure. I, I don't know if you want to be an anomaly you have to act like one like people want all these special things to happen but then they're acting like everybody else
0: victory i want to win
3: not like beat somebody else it wasn't about that I, I i just wanted
0: to go with business everything in my life when something got hard i quit It's
3: this whole
1: new perspective on it and i think nature i think the ease of suffering is always in presence. You know, when you're in presentness, truly locked in, in presence, there is no suffering, there can be pain, but no suffering. Suffering is, an, is something created by our own mind.
2: Think, we all think our stuff is the best, and like, I get that. But yeah, that would be my advice,
1: only because that also is liberating. To me, everything's about breathing, right? Like to me, everything is about like, take full ownership for everything, and then everything gets easy, because then you're in
3: control. The more I did, the more I gained confidence. And then the more I gained confidence, the more I realized I was just sacrifice. And then through that, all these different tools started coming up. But I would have never found these tools if I didn't put myself in a very uncomfortable place.